game two of the final tonight at the TD Garden. Bruins and the St. Louis Blues. The play-by-play announcer for Hockey in America is Doc Emmerich, and he joins us on the line right now. Hey, Doc, how are you? I'm good. I have two questions for you, sir. All right. Wow. Number one, did you do the baseball game on radio last night? And if so, did you just get in? <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't do last night. I've been doing some here, but uh, I'm, I'm off until the, the, the Stanley Cup playoff is over. Oh, okay. And then the second question, were you in Maine when a rookie came in from Harvard to play for the Mariners named Don Sweeney? I was. No, I had left. I had left oh, the Mar- had. I had gone to New Jersey by the time Don Sweeney arrived there. Okay. I was just trying to, to sync all of that up because Milbury was his first coach in Maine, and I didn't know if that was still at the time when you were there. Okay, those are my questions. I was there when Andy Brickley made his uh, transition from the University of New Hampshire to professional hockey. Oh, okay. That's good for a couple of stories. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, uh, has this thing looked so far through the first game as you expected it might? No, I thought that, that the first game would wind up being uh, a little more 50-50, and it was not. And tonight I think it will be a lot more that way because uh, St. Louis has realized what they did wrong in the first game, and they're capable of bringing a much better game. Uh, the Bruins certainly brought what we had seen through the first three rounds after the first period and maybe a minute or two of the second was over. They were like the Bruins of old all of a sudden. The rust was off, and they were themselves, but the Blues were not. And I think the Blues will, will bring a much better game tonight and a more consistent game. Whether they'll be allowed to play as well as they can, uh, that'll be determined once we get the thing underway, but the Blues realized that they were awful in the second and third periods and that they've got to be different because they can't beat these guys four games out of five, and that's what's ahead for them if they can't win this game tonight. Now, when you look at all the different matchups that are out there, is there an advantage in any area that you feel the Blues have? No. I thought the advantage they had was with their defense. And uh, it didn't show that much in the first game. But I still think the advantage that they can potentially have is with their defense. I don't think the depth at forward is as strong for them as it is with Boston. And it certainly didn't show in game one. And the check mark and goal is, is, I think, with both. Because I think both goaltenders have gotten their guys here. St. Louis is not here at all without Jordan Bennington, and uh, and Boston is a very deep team, but Tuka Rask has been unbelievable and continues to be so. So I think the check marks are even in goal, but I, I really think the potential for their defense to be strong is certainly there for the Blues, and I think that's their hallmark. The block shots that we we saw in St. Louis games in the regular season, and for that matter, early in the playoffs, have been very impressive, but we're not the other night. It was a very difficult to, a jam, game to judge the Blues by because it was a capable, expected Blues attack in the first period and the forechecking game that they play, similar to what the Bruins play when they've got it going the way they should, was there in the first period, and then all of a sudden it was absent. And that was partly Bruins, and it was partly Blues, as it always is in these cases. By 18 shots to three? No, I never thought I'd see that. We're talking to Doc Emmerich, play-by-play voice of uh, the National Hockey League for NBC and NBC Sports Tonight. Uh, We talk about Tuka Rask, and he's kind of a polarizing figure in this town. He's on a great run right now. 
But I think because of the two goals in 17 seconds in game six against the Blackhawks, we lose sight of how good he was in 2013. His numbers that year were pretty similar to what we're seeing now. Yeah, and Bill Buckner won a, won a batting championship with the Cubs <laughs> and had seven 300 seasons. I mean, my goodness, two goals. and Yeah, I, I wouldn't hang that on him for the rest of his life. Uh, no. No, this this is this is a magnificent performance that is probably going to earn them a Stanley Cup championship, probably. And the fact that history may have been changed in that first period in Carolina, uh, Carolina could have very easily made that a a four games, the first four games, had made that an even series. And uh, no, I would. I, I think the, that anyone that that is still thinking about the series with the Chicago Blackhawks uh, needs to let go. But far be it for me to tell people how to behave. I'm not the moral policeman on sports people in in Boston or in any other city. But uh, sometimes you just need to let those things go because out of all of the chances that you handle, and out of all of the possible breakdowns that can occur. Uh, if you review those two goals again, there were other mistakes made besides those of the goaltender. Um, so there it is. No, he's on a wonderful performance that has uh, that has gone on, not just in the playoffs but in the regular season. And uh, relax and enjoy it. Now we know you like physical hockey. Would you say both in game one and then throughout the playoffs, have they been calling a closer game? It feels like there was a lot of penalties in in this last game. And, you know, obviously the Blues were called for five. And even as a Bruins fan, I'm looking at it and saying, I don't don't really know if all these were were penalties. How do you you feel like it's been called? Are they not letting enough stuff go? No, I I think that probably it will relax more as we move on in the playoffs uh, in in this series. Uh, I I thought maybe a couple of those were were soft calls too, but um, it it also varies with the staff too. But I I thought, you know, for game one of a Stanley Cup final, maybe this is like game one of the first round of the series where they try to clamp down a little bit more. Um, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't given it a lot of thought since the first game. I shrugged it off and, and didn't dwell on it too much. I have a feeling it's probably going to be more live and let live tonight than it was in game one. I think there'll probably be just as much physical play. And I think both teams are going to be able to establish things and move on for three periods tonight, rather than just one team doing it for one and the other for three. We have found in these parts uh, Bruce Cassidy to be very refreshing. He's honest. He he shares information more than many coaches do. In your experience, because you deal with every coach in the National Hockey League, how have you found dealing with Cassidy? Number one, out of all, number one. I have never seen anyone as forthright and as willing to discuss. And He explained it to us this morning because one of the other one of the other guys that was in the rights holder uh, conference this morning said, in my time, and he was a younger man than I, in my time, I have never seen anyone as willing to share as you are. Uh, have you always been that way? And, and in, in general, uh, Bruce just responded by saying, I just like talking hockey. And most of the information that I'm sharing is out there anyway. Everyone scouts, everyone has tape, all the assistant coaches for the other team. 
And you ask questions that most everyone has the answer to anyway. So I, I'm not really revealing a lot of secrets. Uh, so, so I like talking to you and I like sharing information and it may, I don't know how privileged it is. I don't think it is. Um, but he does stand out from many of the other people that we deal with and that he is very open and he is wonderful that way to us. And so we look forward to our times that we get to talk to him. And the same is true with Craig Berube. Uh, a lot of us are older and we go back many years with Craig from the time he was a player. Uh, a lot of it, I think, has to do with trust, too. But, um, no, we're we're very blessed by both of these coaches that we have in the final but we've not run into anybody quite like Bruce Cassidy. If the Blues were going to even the series tonight, what would be the most important thing for them to do? Um, be consistent with what they did in the first period. Just apply it all three periods. And, and they got the reward of goals. And that usually is the thing that enables you to do it all night. And that was the mystifying thing to their coach and to them, too, as they reexamined it and looked at tape yesterday. Why didn't we keep it going? And those are the mysterious things for people that play and not those of us who sit and watch. The mysterious things as to why why it all of a sudden stops. Why does it falter? Don't know. But uh, when they get the reward tonight, if they do, of getting the first goal, and we had 15 straight games until the other night, 15 games in a row in the playoffs where the team that scored first won the game until uh, game one of this final. Um, so if they get the reward of the first goal, um, I'm sure they're going to concentrate more about keeping it on than they did the other night. It'll see. It'll be fun, and I hope the fourth line starts against the fourth line because that's always great <laughs> anticipation for me because I do like the fact that both of these teams are built with big people that like to play big and that even though the Bruins don't have a bunch of six-footers on defense, they can play pretty big too for five foot seven, one hundred seventy five pound guys. Well, speaking of one of those uh, five foot seven hundred five nine, yeah, <laughs> he'll yeah. say five yeah, nine. Yeah, you're probably right the first you. time. Well, speaking of that, you. what what, uh, what did you think of the uh, of the Tory Krug play that had everybody buzzing the other night? Oh, it was great. It was great. It was legal. And it was called legal by Eddie Olchek immediately because he does see things accurately and quick. And uh, um, I, I was hearing people putting it in the same conversation with Orr. No, I'm sorry. But it was uh, it was not in that category because Orr's was a scoring play that ended a Stanley Cup championship. This was just a play in a game in which there were many hits. But it was it was a magnificent play, and it came at a dramatic time. And it was a dramatic play that came from a scrum at the other end. And it was all in a hectic period where there are a lot of things that drew people's attention all over the ice. And so it was chaotic time in the game and it was a dramatic punctuation to a chaotic time. And so we're still talking about it today and it was fun. People pay the price of admission to see hockey that is spelled with an H that stands for hitting. And even though there aren't glove dropping fights anymore, we've had three in 81 games and in 1987, there were 85 in about the same number of games. So that's gone. But the one thing that we still have is plenty of heart and will and hitting. And the 5'9 guy has plenty of heart and plenty of will. And he demonstrated it on that play. It was terrific. 
Final question before we let you go. If you had your choice, you could call the seventh game of the Stanley Cup final, and you've done that, or you could call the seventh game of the World Series with the Pittsburgh Pirates. What would you choose? I would be in the stands for the seventh game of the World <laughs> Series of the Pirates, and I would be very nervous. <laughs> Doc, but I would, I would love to call a, a seventh game of a Stanley Cup final, and even though Bruin fans would hate it because they're ahead in this series now, it would be wonderful fun if it were this year here, but if not, some year in some other place. It's always wonderful to be in Boston and great to be around you and great to be in the booth at Fenway Park the other night when you were working. I'm sure Stump Merrill was proud, too. <laughs> it was fun to have you and Eddie in, in the booth with Joe and I the other night. As always, great it's, times. it's great to reconnect with you, Doc. Thanks very much for taking a few minutes with us. All the best to you and Keith. Take care. Thank Bye-bye. you.